0: The idea of privatizing St. Louis's airport continues to be under discussion at City Hall. The theory is that a private company could give the city a large cash payment up front in hopes of making money on the back end by streamlining operations. The cash influx would help a needy city. But what impact would a for-profit operator have on St. Louis-Lambert International Airport? It's hard to say. Such a lease is virtually unprecedented. As president of the Board of Aldermen, Louis Reed is one of three members on the city's Board of Estimate and Apportionment, which must sign off on all city contracts. One member, Comptroller Darlene Green, is an outspoken no on privatization. A deal is only likely to advance if the board's second member, Mayalita Crewson, is on board. So that makes Reed the likely swing vote. And in the immediate future, the Airport Working Group's agenda for tomorrow includes a possible vote on a request for qualifications for possible bidders. That means the privatization process could finally be moving forward, but it's up to four working group members, one of whom is Lewis Reed's designee. That means there couldn't be a better time then today, to discuss this issue with, yes, Lewis Reed. So,
1: Lewis, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm really happy to be here and looking forward to talking to you about these important issues.
0: And for those of you listening, do you have questions or comments about airport privatization for President Reed? You can give us a call at 314 382 8255. That's 382 TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at TALK at STLpublicRadio.org. And one note we've invited all three members of the Board of Estimate and Apportionment to be on this show to discuss this specific issue. Comptroller Darlene Green was here a few weeks ago. Mayor Lida Cruson is tentatively scheduled for October 10th. So, Lewis Reed, for you, um, tomorrow the airport's working group agenda includes a potential vote on the request for qualifications for companies seeking to lease the airport. There's no public hearing scheduled. Are you okay with your designee voting to approve it tomorrow?
1: Absolutely, I'm okay with my designee voting to uh, approve the RFQ. I mean, people, I think it's important for people to understand the process. Um, We are still truly at the beginning of this process. uh when the former mayor francis slay filed his initial application he filed it and laid out two options mm-hmm. uh one was to amend the charter through a referendum or and the second was to send it through its normal process through you know the board through, of through the board of aldermen and uh the the first the first option would have would have given all the power to the mayor to bypass all the public discussion and everything else. So what happens in this process, after we've uh, finished the RFQ, right, uh, that's just a request for qualifications. Mm-hmm. So people will say, this, this is my financials, this is what I've done in the past, here's my resume. Right, they will do that piece. What follows that would be an RFP process. And once we get through an RFP process, we truly have something to make a decision on. I mean, you know, everyone that says they're for or against, they have no idea because (laughs) there's like literally nothing in front of us to say what we can make a decision on. Right. Uh, So once we get that information and get all of the data, then all of that all of that information begins making its way through government. It has to. First, you know, it has to have, have FAA approval. It has to have approval by the majority of the airlines. Then it has to have approval of the board of ENA and approval of the full board of aldermen. Now, so there's a lot when, of
0: steps here. There
1: are a lot of steps, and then here's the thing: once it, once it, uh, once it makes it to the full board of aldermen. We will have public discussions and public hearings all over town about that, right? So before the, before the final measure can move through the Board of Aldermen, it will have ample time for public discussion. So that's where the public, the public engagement piece comes in so uh you know i'm happy that we're moving through this process opposed to moving through a process where a mayor sitting at their seat with a pen and paper can just make the decisions in a vacuum right uh the original contract what 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 i did with the original contract that was moving through the board of ENA, i had added over 800 changes to that original contract to add transparency to it this is why you know the public even knows that that there's a working group and and truly that the working group has to take a vote because under the original contract agreement that wasn't the, even part the, of that. The, yeah the yeah. working group the working group didn't have to report out anything and the working group did not have to take a vote so, And public hearings and public discussion, none of that stuff existed.
0: So let's talk about a couple things that are in that contract that they might well have been things that you pushed to add. Um, One of them says that there were supposed to be two staff people working on this deal that were underwritten by the working group. One of them was going to be at the St. Louis uh, Development Corporation, and one of them was supposed to be housed at the Board of Aldermen. That is something that never happened. Do you know what what happened there? Yeah. uh,
1: It turns out that we did not need one. What we did was if you take a look at my appointee, my appointee is the finance director for the Board of Aldermen, right, uh, Gerard? So Gerard, you know, is Ph.D. right in in, in finance, uh, and just just extraordinary, right? So Gerard is our appointee uh, to the working group. So he's getting all the information firsthand. He doesn't have to get it secondhand. He's there at the table. He's, so you felt he's like there was a, no
0: need to have someone embedded within the Board of Aldermen.
1: No, I, you know, we we have we have the. we need to to make the decisions on it, because uh, other than that, it would have been somebody that would have come under Gerard, that would have reported to Gerard, and that would have would have played both roles uh after you know having those discussions we knew it would be better just to put the most qualified person in place uh that would look at the nuts and bolts and numbers of of, of the deal and be able to advise the entire board okay. right so they, at any time any member of the board of Almond that has any questions about they it can they can talk go,
0: to him yeah
1: he he knows more about what's going on with the nuts and bolts than me, you, or, or any or, of us, because he's a dedicated there.
0: liaison. Okay, yes. the Board of Aldermen they also passed this resolution two twenty two sessions ago, and it called for the consultants to come before the Aldermen's uh, Transportation Committee every sixty days. I understand that hasn't really been happening. What, what's what's the reason for that? Have you asked them to to hit that? Uh,
1: uh, the the uh, transport the Transportation Committee Chairman could could bring could can choose to bring those people forward that's all the woman it,
0: davis all the
1: woman davis at any given time but you remember in the original agreement uh in the original agreement we also had a situation where the transportation chairman was not involved in the working group and that was one of the changes that I made in the contract. I, I set up in the contract that the chairman of the transportation committee was part of the working group so that that person now is getting the information firsthand and it's not something that has to be filtered through you know, uh, the consultants or anything. The other thing that we did was to break, the whole, break up uh, uh, that, that original consulting agreement so that any one of the consultants, right, could report to and could have discussions directly with uh, the Transportation Committee Chairman, uh, Gerard, and others about things that are happening within the working group. We also set it up so that uh, we had other, pe- other, aid- other entities outside of the original working group and, and uh, the original consulting groups uh, that could report directly to the city their findings, right, Right. Uh, you know.
0: So there's a number of voices in there. One of the other changes, though, you mentioned all these these changes you made to the contract. You did previously draw some criticism for holding up the vote just long enough to get some of your campaign donors added to that, the contract. That,
1: that is a complete falsehood. Well, I mean, that's that, what that's, the Business
0: Journal reported. Okay, well,
1: uh, and I had a discussion directly with the Business Journal. I had a discussion with uh, with the former editor of the Business Journal. I thought that was highly irresponsible. I mean, they had a good story, <laughs> they, yeah. I, and I hopefully one day they they. Will see they were clear to retract the story. I mean, just think about this on its face, uh, uh, Sarah. So the Business Journal contends that um, I wanted to, to hire. I wanted a specific law firm hired because five years earlier they had given me one thousand dollars. You realize to run a Merrill campaign it's like three quarters of a million dollars, half million, three quarters of a million dollars. Right? Um, I've put tens of thousands of my own dollars into my campaign nearly every law firm in the city of St. Louis has probably donated to one of my campaigns over time. So you tell me why I would find I would go to Atlanta, Georgia, find a, find a, a contributor that donated a thousand dollars to a campaign five years earlier. You you, <laughs> you, know? you had much bigger donors that <laughs> you, you could have yeah, taken yeah, care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, when 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 right here in the city of St. Louis there are donors that have donated fifty, sixty thousand dollars to me over time. So so I went to Atlanta, Georgia to find a you know why you know why I chose Greenberg? I chose Greenberg because they are the foremost authority uh, on municipal deals, large municipal deals like this, right? You find you find me a, a law firm that's more competent, capable and qualified to address these issues and take a real solid look at this stuff than Greenberg. Greenberg has is ranked one of the largest law firms not just in the country but but you know, around the globe, right? Uh, Greenberg also has more minority you know, attorneys. Mm-hmm. And I know that was other. one of your I mean, one of your yeah. interests
0: there. Yeah. Um, you know, part of what they reported on though was also this guy Bernard Bunny Charbonnet. And as the Business Journal detailed, um, they'd previously done he'd previously done some work for the city. It had exceeded the contract cap. The airport refused to pay what he'd invoiced, saying his firm had not even completed the entire scope of work. The company sought to file liens against the city. This seems like somebody we wouldn't want to bring back on this contract.
1: No, no. This look, look. Ah. Uh, and they also said they also ended that sentence with the their very next sentence that says, who was black, right? And it's like, okay, you know, uh why did that have to be in there? Uh but but you know, Bernard Charbonnet understands the airport, right? If we here's if you take a look at the original consulting consultants that were at the table, mm-hmm. right? Very few of them knew anything about our airport. Very few of them uh, had any experience and understood some of the moving parts, our legislative branch, our the community, none of that, right? Bernard Charbonnet was one of the most qualified people to be involved in this project, right? So, as so, a, even
0: with that history with the city, you wanted to to get his voice. Yeah, answered.
1: and by the way, by the way, the city, the city, the the city was more than likely in the wrong on that on that deal, right? Uh, you know, not every position the city takes on these things are correct, right? Uh, for various different reasons, but uh, sometimes you have a contractor and you have a director that they may not have meshed in the past for what for reason right? But I know that he has a stellar record all across the country and that he's done good work for the city of St. Louis.
0: So our phone lines are blowing up. We're yeah. also hearing from a lot of people on Twitter. We did get a tweet from Sean kind of speaking to something that you're just speaking to here. He says the airport is a major contractor of minority and women's business enterprise contractors in the region. Will a privatized airport be required to make the same good faith efforts?
1: Uh, not just good faith efforts. We now have a minority and women on business inclusion law in place opposed to just... Just an executive order, so they would So that for,
0: wouldn't change under privatization. That wouldn't
1: change, and uh, we would hopefully see the, all of that enhanced through it. Okay,
0: let's go to the phone lines here. We've got Dan. Um, he's calling, I believe, from Midtown St. Louis. Dan, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Yeah. Hey. Just to just to do a quick fact check. Uh, the Charbonnet gave him Dave Lewis Reed ten thousand dollars, and then he got three thousand dollars from the, the uh, from from Greer. So. You know from Greenberg so just let's just do a little fact checking there the other thing is you know we got to follow the money I'm on this sure one that. we, Yeah, it's, that's what the Business Journal reported so um Rex <clears throat> Singfield you know better better together Steve Stanger Denver Airport privatization okay Reed takes donor money from outside of state places to give to privatize the airport New Orleans Atlanta they're not st. Louis why
1: is Lewis Reed so reluctant to
0: put this to a vote of
1: the people of St. Louis?
0: I'll and give that question to Lewis Reed. Dan, you've, uh, you've certainly done your research on some of these details. Lewis, what would you say to Dan?
1: Well, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say Dan has done research. I'd say Dan read the Business Journal. Two completely different, two completely different things, right? And, and uh, you know, it's comfortable tying together these, these loose facts that the Business Journal kind of attempted to weave together. Um, uh you know, you know, first and foremost, um, I'm reluctant to give the mayor sole authority on such an important issue. And right? just to
0: explain for our listeners, the mayor's contention is that if we put this to the vote of the people, the vote would technically authorize her to be the only yes or no vote. That's what that's, she said. You, you feel like she's not, correct that, in, that's in not, her reading.
1: That's not what just what she said. That's what's in the application, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's the thing. It's important for people to get beyond just these superficial things. Uh, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. There's only one, one set of facts, right? And, you know, it's clear in the application that uh, former Mayor Slay uh, put together, he put that in there as an option because he knew it would be tough to deal with the Board of Aldermen. And also, when you go through the Board of Aldermen, we have committee hearings, and there's public testimony through those committee hearings, right? Here's the other thing uh uh when you look at what you, when you look at what it took what it would take to get that petition done right if fifteen percent of the registered voters right we have what a hundred between a hundred and sixty hundred and eighty thousand registered voters in the city right um but Truly, in an average election, what, 40,000 people show up?
0: Very low turnout.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to get the active voters. You just have to go out and get, you know, 15 percent of the registered voters. That's a pretty easy threshold. You can end up talking to people that are not engaged, that have no idea about the discussions that are being had. But when you send it through the Board of Aldermen through committee hearings, you have engaged neighborhoods pushing their aldermen to go one way or the other and voicing their opinions and then also showing up to committee hearings to voice their opinions directly at a committee hearing. Right.
0: So you feel like that's actually more democratic to go that route? It's
1: more democratic and not not only more democratic, you get at the crux of it then. Right. And and you have a, a better opportunity to effectuate change in that manner.
0: Um, I want to thank Dan for his call. But you did mention Mayor Francis Slay. Let's just bring this up. You had been quite a critic of, of many things in his administration. You ran against him for mayor. Does it alarm you that he went from starting the privatization process to now being a lobbyist for a company that might bid on it?
1: Yeah, uh, very <laughs> well. Um, I Yes and no, right? You know, um, I think that when you we look across these things, you find those stuff all, all the time, people are constantly res- resigning their office at the state capitol.
0: Then they go be a lobbyist,
1: lo- lobbying the people the next day. Now, now they are starting to put rules in place that 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 you know call so that they have to sit out for a certain amount of time. St. Louis needs to have some rules in place, uh, some laws in place that say, okay, if you have left office, you cannot uh, lobby the city of St. Louis for whatever period. It could be five-year period or whatever, right? So. So we need to we need to up that you know definitely from where it is today. Um and put more protections in place. I think that, uh, you know, this is a per- perfect example. We're talking to Lewis help.
0: Reed, who's the president of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. He's here um, taking our questions about airport privatization from both us and our listeners. Um, in the meantime, though, you know, I think there's just a real concern among some members of the public that everybody who's in power or was previously in power, referring to Mayor Slay, that they're just looking out for themselves and their own bottom line. Do you think that the public can have faith in this process at this point when you've got the very man who started it is now a lobbyist which is such an anathema to yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, you know that that obvious that obviously that obviously you know is an issue right but um but we need to look at whatever the deals are that may come in and it's the merits of the deal and then we also have an opportunity when we get in committee and when we have the public hearings to bring those things out if they even matter at that time right mm-hmm. uh because you know they're You know, whoever uh, uh, former Mayor Slay is lobbying for may not even make the RFQ process, right? They may not even make the final bid, but who knows, right? Uh, So it's not an issue that I am concerned about today because it's not something that's, that's it's not yet on the table. It's not on the table. We're, 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 we're worrying about uh, uh, things, you know, that are far off in the future that may not even have any bearing on today. You mentioned or, the or need for a future.
0: revolving door law to stop this kind of thing from happening in the yeah. future. Would you introduce an ordinance, say, to, to stop oh, that?
1: Absolutely. I think we should have that for sure.
0: Okay. Let's go back to the phone lines. Um, Jim is calling from Bridgeton. Um, Jim, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air.
1: Yes, good afternoon. I have a question for Mr. Reed. Uh, presumably the city hopes to gain a rather large cash payment should they lease out the airport to a private management company. According to Ms. Green's call a, a few weeks ago, the airport, airport is currently profitable. Why wouldn't the city do the same sort of streamlining and management improvements to increase the profitability of the airport and then keep all of the money for themselves? It would seem to be more in the long run than this one initial payment. And And the other question is, what's the city going to do with this big big payment. Uh, There's been no mention of what these funds are going to be used for as far as I'm aware.
0: Uh, President Reid, let's start first with why couldn't the city just do this kind of streamlining itself?
1: I don't know. Look at what's happening today. I think that's a perfect...
0: (laughs) We like to argue At at, at
1: some point in time, we have to deal with reality, right? (laughs) The the city is not uh, known for streamlining. What what is the airport doing now, right? Uh, Our big win last year, by the way, was what? Wow Airlines? It lasted for what? Six months or something like that. Then Wow Airlines now, they're gone, right? All of these things we're talking about takes capital infusion. You tell me where the money's coming from. I don't know. I mean, it's just not there. We've hiked taxes as much as we can possibly hike taxes. I mean, we've leveraged everything. We have an aging infrastructure, by the way, not just in the city of St. Louis and each and every neighborhood across our city, but an aging infrastructure at the airport. So when we look at what's happening at the airport, we have a, cap, a, 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 a mountain of capital outlay that who knows where that's coming from in the future, right? So, you know, beyond, before we can even look at, okay, how do we invest millions of dollars into making the runway to nowhere that was built by, you know, a former mayor, Vince Shamel that left us with $600 million in debt, right? So it's important for people to understand that we have $600 million in debt right now today, on an airport when you say that the airports is profitable we get seven, between six and seven million dollars a year back into our general fund.
0: And that's somewhat unusual that the city even gets that though. I mean that's a that's a chunk of change. Yeah. But you're <laughs> well, saying not really you're
1: saying not, it could be not a lot really more. when we have six hundred million dollars in debt, that's not really a chunk of change, yeah. right? <laughs> it will take us, you know, what, a hundred years to pay that off, right? <laughs> so so six so six million dollars a year when we have six hundred million dollars in debt, that is that is not math that favors the city, right? The other thing is, it's important for people to understand, the people that, that live in the city understand that the airport resides in the county, mm-hmm. right? Number one, airport funds are restricted funds. There are two, right? Which means that when, when you all were discussing the Denver airport, right? The Denver airport was a P3, right? Mm-hmm. And a P3 that, that fell apart because of bad concrete, essentially, in, in quick that was terms. That sort
0: of semi-privatization. Yes, yeah,
1: semi-privatization. But completely two different things because uh airport privatization was set up to allow municipalities to take airport airport funds which are restricted funds which can only be spent to better the airport right and get some of those funds to go to your to your general revenue so that you can use it to address infrastructure issues and whatever kind of issues across your city. You look at our city, you look at the number of abandoned buildings, you look at families that are, that are suffering from... Sorry. I'm sorry to say
0: that, yeah, we are we are out of time here. And I want to apologize to all of our callers. We have a bunch more people that had questions for President Reed. Hopefully we can have you back on again soon.
1: Yeah, let's do it. I can, all right. I'm can. right, free tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, President Lewis Reed, for joining us today. Um, St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90. 7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske.